Hello and welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi, here at the Coming Home Network International, bringing to you another just brief reflection, not a discussion this time because I'm all alone here, uh, on this, our daily task of growing an imitation of and relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks again for being here. Uh, again, this is a production of the Coming Home Network International, and when I'm when I'm reflecting, when I'm sharing here, I'm mostly thinking of our community here at the Coming Home Network. We are a community of uh, people who have come to embrace the Catholic Church. I'm a child of converts. I'm a pastor's kid uh, who's grown up hearing the stories of men and women whose love for Jesus Christ, their walk with him, led them home to the Catholic Church. And so here at the Coming Home Network, we're a community of those people, as well as others who are thinking about becoming Catholic. And so this show is just you know a, a weekly opportunity for us just to reflect, for me to reflect uh, uh, just generally on this life in Christ. Because no matter what stage of the journey, the spiritual journey that we're all in, no matter what conversion we are undergoing, um, the daily task remains the same. We are to remain close to Jesus Christ. You know, whether we're far from the church, whether we're far from Christ, whether we're far from the scriptures, today uh, we we turn, we turn in our hearts. And so uh, today's topic, um, we just started Lent in the Catholic Church, you know, this time of penance. And I wanted to reflect just a little bit on fasting and on penance, you know, some aspects of that, a little bit from the Gospel of Matthew. And so uh, to begin with today, I just want to read a little bit from the Catechism about a penance and about fasting so before we dig into it a little bit. And so the Catechism of the Catholic Church in the section talking about uh, reconciliation and penance and forgiveness uh, has this great passage, uh, paragraph 1430, talking about um, interior and exterior aspects of penance, right? So it says, Jesus' call to conversion and penance, like that of the prophets before him, does not aim first at outward works, sackcloth and ashes, fasting and mortification, but at the conversion of the heart, interior conversion. Without this, such penances remain sterile and false. However, interior conversion urges expression in visible signs, gestures, and works of penance. So we're entering this time of, of Lent, as I said. Uh, fasting uh, is one of the, the traditional practices of this time. We take on these traditional practices of uh, penitential practices. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving are kind of the, the main three. Um, but the, the, the catechism points us here, as our Lord does in the, in the passage from the Gospel of Matthew that we'll talk about in a moment, that there is this distinction, certainly, between the exterior acts and the real purpose, which is this interior conversion. Um, and I think this is a, an important thing to, to reflect on because, um, as the catechism points out there, if this is about interior conversion. But we're mysterious whole human beings. We're body and soul. And so we do things to, to engage this process, to receive, to make ourselves open to the grace that God wants to give us, the healing he wants to give us. We have to do things. But we don't want those things to merely be external. We want them to, to correspond, to, to come out of an interior conversion. Fasting, uh, as one of these penitential practices, is this great tool for it, but we have to understand it properly. We have to understand what do we mean by fasting. First off, obviously, when we're talking about fasting, I think we're all basically familiar with the concept. Uh, it's the giving up of something good as a sacrifice, as a, as a spiritual discipline, as a practice. Uh, it's a giving up of something good uh, as a sacrifice to God, 
as a way to practice this penitential aspect of Lent, this turning away from our sins, this detaching from the things that attach us to the world um, as, as a way to grow closer to Christ. And so, um, you know, obviously during Lent, you know, you hear people talking about, oh, I gave up chocolate or I gave up uh, sweet drinks or something like that. Uh, we don't give up sins for Lent. We should always be giving up sins. That's part of the task of our lives is to turn away from our sin. But in fasting, we turn to smaller, lowercase sins, so to speak, our attachments to the good things of this world, things that God made, things that are good, things that we do need, but we have an inordinate attachment to them. And so we give up uh, good things. We make a sacrifice of uh, chocolate or sweet drinks or maybe maybe it's social media or television, some some thing that has some good aspects of it, certainly, um, but which we have perhaps an inordinate attachment to. And so we want to give up that thing precisely to attach ourselves more completely to Christ. Um, and so I want to read a little bit of the Gospel of Matthew because we have this passage, uh, Christ talking about fasting, and there's a few themes that come out as he's talking about what fasting should or shouldn't be that I think are really helpful as we consider in, in our own spiritual discipline during this time of Lent how we might engage this practice to draw closer to Christ, to go deeper in Christ this Lent. So our Lord says, And when you fast, this is Matthew 6, chapter 16. I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. And when you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. But when you fast... Anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by men, but by your Father who, see, who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. I'm going to stop there for now. Uh, I think we know this passage, obviously. We've heard it many times before, and, and there's a bit more that I'll read in a bit. Um, but right off the bat, I think you know one of the first themes that comes out here, obviously, is you know do not imitate people who, in theory, maybe we, we know these people, maybe we don't, um, do not imitate those who ha merely do what they do, the good things that they do, to be seen by others. And I think the, the general thing that we can pull out of here, thinking about Lent and about fasting, is as we go through life, much of what we do, even the good things, the apparently good things that we do, we do um, to be seen by others or to remain comfortable, or to keep out of trouble. I mean, think about getting up in the morning. Well, certainly we, we tell ourselves, I want to get up in the morning and go pray and go to work and all these good things. And they are good things. But much of the reason we do them is because we are in grooves. We're in, we're in ruts. We don't want to become uncomfortable. We don't want to get in trouble. We don't want to get yelled at. We don't want to be in awkward conversations. So we do the things that we're supposed to do. And much of our life uh, remains in these patterns. And that's not a wholly bad thing, but there's at least a part of uh, we do the things we do, not always for the perfect reasons. We have impure hearts. We have mixed motives. And um, fasting as a spiritual discipline is this great opportunity to begin to winnow away uh, these different motives in our hearts, to separate the wheat from the chaff. Um, when we... Uh, give up chocolate, for instance. Um, again, we don't have to. Chocolate's not a bad thing. It isn't a sin to have some chocolate. And so um, we have this, this pure opportunity to simply voluntarily 
give up something, to make a sacrifice of something for God. Now, to protect that sacrifice, the integrity of that sacrifice, to make sure that it, it really is the result of and indicative of and part of interior conversion, it can't be uh, to be seen, right? So if we're giving up chocolate or if we're giving up TV, that should be a, a private thing because we don't want to introduce any, any mixed motives in there. We specifically, voluntarily want to give this up as an offering to God. And so, again, Christ points here to this example of people who, who fast in such a way where their whole treasure is simply here on earth. Their whole treasure is simply be, being seen by others or being seen by themselves. I think sometimes we put a, a show on for others. Sometimes we put a show on for ourselves. But that can't be the reason we're fasting or the reason that we're doing anything. Uh, he goes on to say, our Lord says in verse 19, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So we turn from this example of, of doing something like fasting for the sake of being seen and instead, you know, turning from that to no, do it, do it in the sight of your heavenly father to receive the reward that he wants to give you, the treasure in heaven. That's what you're to lay up. And there's lots to say about the treasure in heaven, but I think the main thing that's on my mind and heart today is that that treasure is the relationship with the Lord himself, right? If our fasting is to be seen by others, we're trading the, this, this treasure of greater intimacy with our Lord Jesus Christ and with the heavenly father and the Holy Spirit, and we're trading that for simply being seen by others, for vanity. But that really is the treasure. And that's really the point of this time of Lent. That's really the point of penance, is turning from sins, turning from attachments, undergoing this process of, of self-discipline, of, of spiritual discipline, in order to be more attached to Christ. And so um, there has to be this process by which we, we take on a spiritual discipline, but we guard it. We guard are the motive that's going into it. We guard the way that it, it plays out to make sure that it's having the intended effect, that this is to be a detachment from a thing of this world in order to have a heart that's able to be more attached to Christ. A little bit more here from the Gospel of Matthew. Our Lord goes on to say here in verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? This is uh, another great theme that comes out here and connects with what came before it in that um, the, the result of this process of, of fasting uh, should be this purity of heart. Um, whereas before our heart was impure, that is, it had many, many concerns, many mixed motives. Yes, we love God, but we also love chocolate, and we also love TV, and we also love ourselves and lots of other things. By pulling back from those things, by undergoing this voluntary sacrifice of those, th of those good things, um, we're able to have a more pure heart. Our, our, our heart is, is more single. This eye of the heart is more single. It reminds me a little bit of Mary and Martha, right? Mary, uh, was doing the one thing needful, sitting at the foot of Christ, totally absorbed in the presence of Christ. Whereas Martha, she was doing lots of good things, right? She was cleaning and serving, but she was anxious and worried about many things. Those are the words there. 
Uh, and that was more the issue. It wasn't that that sometimes we don't have to clean and, and cook and serve, but that even at those moments, we are to be single-minded. We are to be in the presence of God even then. We're not to be divided beings. We're not to have hearts that are attached and anxious and worried about many things. And so, again, fasting is this opportunity to practice that. You know, whereas before we have attachments to many things, in this case, we voluntarily uh, uh, begin to try to break those attachments. Think about, you know, our, our, our attachments to these things. Um, there's a lie in our attachments to things of this world. There's a, there's a truth in a lie. The truth is that these things are good, that sometimes we need them. The lie implicit in our desire for these things is, I can't be happy if I don't have this thing. I, I need this food, you know, uh, or I'm not going to be happy. I need this drink. I need to scroll through my social media or I'm not going to be happy. And of course, that's ultimately, uh, in, the, in the biggest sense, that's a lie. That's a, a temptation of the devil. Uh, the Lord is, is what we need. You know, the Lord is our fulfillment. Our hearts are restless until they rest in him. And so, again, fasting is this opportunity to challenge that lie. Uh, to take this thing that we have a desire for, we feel a craving for, uh, and to say, well, what would happen if I if I didn't go through with it? Let's test out the theory. Let's see if uh, uh, I really will be unfulfilled simply by not eating some chocolate. And we test that and we, we experience that. And yeah, we feel a little uncomfortable as a result of it because we're, we're dopamine addicted creatures in this modern world. We have things around us all the time that can give us a temporary comfort. But if we persevere in that fast, uh, in giving up this good thing, making a sacrifice of this good thing, uh, what's on the other side is this opportunity. This opportunity with a clearer mind, with a purer heart, to reattach ourselves more to Jesus Christ. And again, that's the tr- this treasure in heaven that we store up. You know, even now, this side of heaven, we can come into relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, that's what that's why what we're doing here. That's what you know the church is about. Is that Christ gives us this sacrament of the church, and the sacraments within the church as opportunities. Uh, to draw close to him. And that's this great treasure. But we sometimes need these penitential times, whether it's a, a Friday fast in, in ordinary time or whether it's this uh, extended period of penance during the season of Lent in the church. And so just some thoughts there for you on fasting. Uh, again, check out the Coming Home Network community at community.chnetwork.org. We're always talking about this stuff. Where we have people at all levels of familiarity with the church and her practices and her traditions. And so if you're trying to figure out fasting, you know, uh, or other aspects of this penitential time, come on in and ask your questions. We'd love to hear them. We'd love to discuss them with you and keep walking this journey uh, to Christ. So again, thanks for joining me for this episode of Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Rodai. We'll talk to you again next week. God bless.